Welcome to The Backbone, but first, a word from our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid for your podcast. Anchor is what I use to bring you The Backbone, a journey inside finance at a startup. It connects your podcast seamlessly to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more, making your podcast available wherever your audience chooses to listen. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Welcome to The Backbone, a journey inside finance at a startup. I'm your host, Shabam Data at Shabam on Twitter. On The Backbone, we're obsessed with finance and operations at startups. We take a close look at finance functions within various startup companies by talking to finance leaders that are in there day in and day out. We chat startup finance, metrics, operations, and everything in between. Joining me on this episode is Darren Wood, the Director of Finance at Jobber. Jobber is the easiest way to run a services business with mobile apps, powerful scheduling, online invoicing, and simple customer management. Darren has been with the company since 2015. Prior to joining Jobber, he worked at the federal government and Intuit in varying roles. Darren holds a Bachelor of Commerce from the University of Alberta and is a designated CPA CMA. Let's hear from Darren himself, Director of Finance at Jobber. Good morning, Darren. Thanks for jumping on the backbone this morning. Really appreciate your time today. And so I want to get started with, uh, you know, you've been at Jobber now for almost two years. And prior to that, you were at Intuit. So talk to me about your journey to Jobber and how you got started in the finance space within the software industry. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It was really interesting. I mean, I think when a lot of people, so we're, we're, I'm based in Edmonton. Um, and when a lot of people think of, of software, they don't first think of it. Edmonton. Um, right. I the, yeah. I had the opportunity of working for Intuit Canada, uh, which for a very long time had its uh, headquarters in Edmonton. Um, they acquired a company um, a, a while ago that was lo- located in Edmonton. And so uh, I had a chance kind of early in my career to, uh, to start working for them. This is when I was kind of going through... Um, my getting my CMA designation at the time. Um, and it was an amazing experience. I got to kind of look at how a really well run, um, organization, um, was built. Um, kind of, I really think that what they did really well, um, the team in Edmonton was probably about 200, uh, to 250 when I, when I started there. And I felt this kind of sense of community, which I had never really felt, uh, before when I was working at, uh, at a, at a company. So, um, and, and, you know, it kind of had the whole like tech, um, they had a cafeteria and a gym and yoga at lunch. I was kind of like, uh, I was constantly being wowed by all the, all the stuff that they had. Right. And you were just sold, uh, on, on (laughs) tech. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I thought, Oh man, how does anybody else work? Uh, like why, why are you working at a bank? So anyway, um, you know, yeah, I started doing 
cash reconciliations at first. Um, and then I kind of moved over to, uh, to doing sales tax. And that was when Quebec and PEI were, were switching sales tax. And there was a few other sales tax um, related changes happening at the time. And nobody was really looking at it. Uh, and then that actually, that actually moved to uh, me looking at sales tax uh, more uh, broadly or international for Intuit when they were rolling out some of their new offerings. Oh, cool. Um, which was really interesting, yeah. And then I moved into tra- uh, international transfer pricing. Uh, was probably one of the biggest things that I did. So I did that for a few years. Um, and then RevRec in the tech space uh, because we had retail product bundled with online product, multiple different kinds of product, I guess. Um, the RevRec for that was uh, really interesting. Uh, tax is also a really interesting rev rec process on that because it's very seasonal. And then actually, you know what? I did a I did a PM rotation with them as well, um, and that was with the QBO group or QuickBooks Online. Right. And that was that was really interesting because I actually got to work in the product. I was dealing primarily with sales tax, so I guess that's the benefit of being an accountant working for a an accounting software company. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I was going to say, like, it's not uh, very common that you have uh, a finance uh, person working in product, but I guess at QuickBooks, it makes sense. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so I brought kind of like the technical um, the technical background for a lot of the indirect tax. Um, and it was looking at everything outside of the U.S. So obviously, they have a really good idea of what's happening in the U.S. and how to build a product around the U.S., um, but my focus was primarily in Canada, Australia, uh, and the UK. So, uh, cool. yeah, so that, that was a really, really cool experience. And I got to, you know, talk to customers, um, talk to the, the development teams and that kind of thing. Nice. And then, so was it directly from Intuit, then you moved to Jobber or was there anything in, in between there? Well, it was kind of shortly after I did my PM rotation that I kind of, got obsessed with startups um, and I actually just left into it um, and just to immerse myself in the startup ecosystem in Edmonton. Um, there was kind of a lot going on uh, and I knew I wanted to be a part of it, but I didn't quite know how. Uh, I went to like a lot of startup events um, and then kind of a few months after leaving into it, uh, I always ran into the jobber people. They probably would have been only 10 people at that point, but they were kind of at, at, at every event and I got to know uh, some of the people really, really well. And I thought, hey, if if I wanted to work uh, at another startup, this company seems like it's growing, growing really fast. The people that I'm meeting are really great. Uh, and it just seemed like a really good opportunity at the time. And I still think it was. Great move. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. So uh, other than a couple of tidbits that you mentioned, uh, A being uh, based in Edmonton and 10 people uh, when you joined, tell me a bit more about Jobber. What is uh, Jobber all about and uh, and how big is your team now? So Jobber is uh, it's a cloud-based software for mobile service businesses. Uh, so we define a mobile service business as a landscaper, cleaning service, plumber, electrician. It's basically any time that uh, there's a crew of people going around a city and they have to go to multiple locations. Our software helps them uh, so they can schedule their jobs, quotes, invoices, all the way to payments. Uh, and it's really a tool for them to organize their business so they know where to go, what they have to do. Um, it helps them communicate with clients. So we have this cool feature, SMS, basically, 
um, that have, so that our clients can send text messages. So if they're going to be late, um, if they give, they've given you a two hour window and they'll say, Hey, I'm on my way. They can just send a text. And that's facilitated within the, the jobber app. Yeah. For... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Facilitated within Jobber. Um, and we actually also launched this really cool one, which I'm really excited for because uh, as a, a consumer of, um, of these mobile service businesses, um, it's called Client Hub. And so what they can do is they just send you a link um, of your whatever your invoice is, uh, and then you click on it. Uh, it opens up all of the invoices. Um, and uh, the receipts of all the work that they've done for you, and you can pay directly online. Uh, oh, wow, that's really awesome. So uh, if, for instance, you mentioned the, the landscaping example, so I'll go with that. Let's say someone is doing landscaping on your backyard, and uh, it was a one-month project, and they've incurred a bunch of you know expenses while doing so. Um, all of that kind of gets bundled into one link, and as a customer, I can just, or as an end I guess, like a homeowner or whatever, uh, I can go in and just view all the expenses of that project in that seamless link. Is that? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's good for a couple of reasons. So obviously, like our clients get paid faster. Um, that's always kind of an awkward, it could be an awkward, like a awkward mechanism where mm-hmm. you have to maybe give somebody a check. Okay, how are you going to give somebody a check? Are you going to mail it? You know, there's all these like steps that could kind of go wrong. Um, whereas if it's just an online payment, it's a lot easier and we give, sure. we give them the ability to, uh, have a very professional looking interface with that. So it's not, you know, maybe they built, they got something built like custom built, uh, and it might be a little bit out of date or whatever. Um, this is like, it looks really good. Um, it's kind of says powered by jobber and just so people have that confidence that it's, you know, this like legit way that they can and feel comfortable putting their credit card uh, right online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, do you accept uh, Bitcoin given the surge? <laughs> we don't accept Bitcoin yet, but that's not saying that we won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, cool. So that, that's really interesting. It sounds, uh, sounds, uh, like a really neat product. Now tell me about Jobber, the company, size of team, um, based in Edmonton, what that's all about and, and, uh, all of that. Yeah. So we are, um, so we're 80 people or just over 80 people. Uh, Edmonton's our headquarters and that's kind of where we've grown. Uh, but a few months ago we opened an office in Toronto, which is really, really exciting. Uh, we're nice. We're in the 111 building and we heard uh, a VP of marketing out there. Um, and he's kind of like leading the charge, uh, opening, opening the Toronto office, which is, which has been really good. As far as funding goes, we raised a series a with, uh, Omer's was the lead investor. Um, and that was in October, 2015, um, for $6 million us kind of funny thinking back, like it seems like it was only yesterday that we raised that money, but, uh, it was actually quite a little while ago now. Yeah. 2015 time flies <laughs> in the startup world. That is quick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cool. So 80 people now. And, and when you started, you guys were around 10, uh, that's quite a bit of growth, uh, in, in that time. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've been growing, uh, growing like crazy. I mean, I, I think that there's some startups that do in fact grow like crazy, like, they're, you know, they're like doubling their headcount uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and we definitely didn't want to do that. We have a pretty good culture at Jobber uh, and we wanted to 
ensure that we were growing fast, but we were still maintaining that culture uh, and we weren't getting too far ahead of ourselves. Right, right. Uh, well, that that's impressive. And, and so now I want to shift gears a bit and chat about uh, back to you. So between Intuit and Jobber, you've had experiences working in, in finance for you know a large publicly traded company to leading finance, the finance function of a high growth venture backed startup, um, like you mentioned. And so what would you say are the biggest differences between the two, uh, the two being a large publicly traded company versus a high growth venture backed startup? Yeah, I've always worked for really large companies throughout my career. Um, and, and I think one of the things is that you're uh, you're very specialized in what you do, and everybody's specialized in what they do. Um, you definitely uh, don't want to be, or you're, you're not usually a generalist, but uh, like, for example, I mentioned transfer pricing before. If we had a transfer pricing project, we had a team of lawyers, economists, accounting services uh, to help roll something out. Uh, it's a really complex project. Uh, and then I came over to Jobber, and uh, it was me, uh, pretty much me and me and our CEO. So um, if there was kind of any like legal questions, you know, you have mm-hmm. an outside counsel that you can, can kind of talk to. But I was used to having everything as a well-defined process uh, and bringing in kind of other teams as needed. Um, and so I think when you're, uh, when you're a startup, you definitely have to, you have to field kind of all of the questions that are coming in and you have to figure out uh, how the best way you're going to solve those are. But it, it wasn't kind of just as easy as doing some kind of like in, internal chat to the legal department to figure out, okay, should I be doing this right now? Or is this okay? Right, right. That was probably... I'm- I imagine when you when you first started, you were both the legal team and the finance team. <laughs> yeah, I was doing as legal legal HR finance. I think that's an new operations too. That was the that was the that's the classic um, finance startup uh, role. I think. Uh, yeah. Kind of like I was the first hire that was not in the product. Right. Right. So anything and everything other than product was basically you yeah (laughs) which was which that's kind of what i signed up for and that's what i really really uh enjoyed actually um just being able to 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 come in and there was no process set up uh and as an accountant that's that's a pretty scary um Mm -hmm. to come into so you know for the first six to eight months it was just setting that process up but i but i also think the 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 big difference and this is what i this is what i've told uh some of my uh, former colleagues was just like the impact to the business. Like we, like Jabra had been growing um, for a while, uh, and but like before I started, and so there was already like some like we had like our billing system was really good or really really well set up, um, so I didn't have to do too much there. And so when I came in, I remember, and this is probably one of the best uh, experience that I've had maybe in my career, but definitely kind of at Jabra. Uh, was within the first kind of three weeks, uh, I noticed that we weren't accepting Amex, um, and this was a huge pain point for uh, for a lot of the sales team. And mm-hmm. so uh, I was like, "Oh, that's weird. That should be pretty easy to, to set that up." And you know, I just spent like half a day um, figuring out kind of what was going on, how to turn it on, and all of that kind of thing. Right. Um, and then I got it turned on, and. Uh, I remember we had at that time we had kind of weekly standups and the team wasn't that big so um, it, it was it was really easy to do 
uh, I remember saying, oh yeah, I got Amex turned on and kind of like this round of applause and people kind of <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and that was just so awesome because like, you know, at Intuit, for example, I would work on these massive complex projects right. uh, and it would take me months to do it. And, you know, I would get recognized by, uh, by my peers or by my manager or whatever. Um, but nobody else in the company kind of like knew what I was doing. Um, and so it was just so cool that I could come to this organization and spend half a day on something. And it, for that to impact so many people was, was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's great. Um, so shifting gears now a little bit back to Jobber. Um, and so, you know, Jobber's products, as you described, are mostly used by small to mid-sized businesses. And as a result, you end up with a, a large volume of customers than a company that serves larger enterprise level customers, per, as an example. So what are some of the unique opportunities and challenges you face uh, as being the finance leader of a company serving the SMB space? Uh, our target market is businesses with under 50 employees. Um, and we also serve multiple verticals. So we serve, we have a whole bunch of verticals, probably hundreds of verticals. Um, so that's millions and millions and millions of businesses uh, that could use Jobber. Um, and right now, I mean, we're just, uh, well, we're all over the world. We're primarily in North America, but we're in over 30 countries. And, and when you think about kind of um, people that are using the product, so we have accounts, but then we have tens of thousands of users. So those are like employees uh, and owners using, using Jobber. Um, and then they interact with millions of customers. Um, so even at this point, um, you know, uh, changes that we're making, it's kind of interesting, right? Um, we're, we're not really like a, a B2C, but, but kind mm -hmm. of, um, just because of the volume that, um, of, of people that we're interacting with. Um, and it's really interesting. I think, um, you can make a huge impact on the, these businesses. Um, but it also, um, it leads to being sure that, uh, what we're putting out is kind of like very much what the market wants. Uh, our VP actually said, our marketing said yesterday, our customers need three pieces of software. So they need accounting, payroll, uh, and something to run their operations. And so for on the accounting side, they might be using account for like QuickBooks Online once a month. Uh, if they're really on top of things, they're using it a little bit more. Payroll, they could be using it once a month, but probably every two weeks. And then with operations, so that's Jobber, hopefully, uh, they're using it every day. And so right. the usage is really, really, really high. So that, I mean, that presents, uh, you know, a couple of good things and a couple, uh, uh, definitely a couple challenges. Let's see, on the good, on the good side, um, we have lots of data. So it's really easy to test our product, you know, A-B test it. Uh, we want to do something, so uh, we're going to launch a beta. Okay, we have a huge pool of customers that we can test something with, um, which is really, really nice. Um, whereas if you just have, you know, like a handful of enterprise customers, mm -hmm. you don't, you might not want to wreck that relationship with them. And I mean, we're very clear when we're baiting, and we usually have, our customers are super passionate and want, you know, maybe they want a feature, so they're okay with putting up just like a, a product that isn't like totally polished. Um, just to, so that they can get get a feature. Uh, we also actually that we also have a really diversified revenue base. So from uh, a purely uh, kind of finance uh, lens, 
because we serve so many verticals and countries, like we're, we're relatively stable business um, and we're not too reliant on, on one or two customers. Right. That's a big, big advantage. Yeah. Yeah, Huge. Yeah. And it also makes it um, in some ways easier, I think, to forecast um, because we have a lot, we have a few years of data at this point uh, and we're getting way better at capturing that data and building out our business intelligence. We're starting to understand our funnel a lot better. And uh, with that, I think that it's a lot kind of easier to forecast because uh, you're dealing kind of in the thousands and then as that whittles down to like our mm-hmm. conversion rates. Um, whereas if, you know, if you're focused primarily on enterprise, how, you know, if you're trying to forecast and then you either like one, one giant account churns or like you get two more than you thought you're going to, which would be like right scenario. Uh, yeah. Like just like really hard to forecast in those like really big enterprise markets. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like it just like, purely from a finance perspective, um, that it is, uh, that we are so diversified and spread out. <laughs> yeah. And, and one other thing I would add probably, and you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong is, um, the sales cycles are probably also a lot shorter, uh, when then compared to when you're dealing with enterprise level customers. Oh yeah. Big time. So we have a, we have a 14 day trial, uh, which, which works really, really well for, for our business. And so customers can go in, play around with it a little bit, um, they're usually coming from, you know, like pen and paper is probably still our biggest competitor at this point. That's a pretty good competitor to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's that's kind of like we, you know, we're, we're trying to show them how much better uh, using a system like Jobber is to be able to use uh, to run their business. The other, uh, I would say, like good thing about SMBs is, or is that like in this space is that SMBs like, like having kind of like one piece of software, at least a lot of the clients that we, that we serve do. Um, right. Jobber's kind of like this huge piece of software that uh, a lot of, uh, I think, startups don't focus on. Like they want to do one thing right. Um, whereas we're doing like quoting, invoicing, payments, like kind of mm-hmm. everything within uh, that this small business could do. Uh, I, but that's what a lot of them value is that the fact that we are kind of like this like one-stop solution for them. And that's interesting because we have this kind of like almost unlimited potential to grow within that and build out features and, you know, keep it really interesting, like what, what we can do. So, so that, that's kind of good. And SMBs are, uh, I think a really kind of good, like interesting space uh, to be able to, to do that in. Right on, right on. So last question uh, before we hop into a quick fire round is, in your opinion, what is the importance of the finance function at an early or growth stage technology company? It kind of depends on when you come into it. I would say when, when I started, um, we were still like a pretty well-established company. Um, you know, we had lots of customers, um, uh, we had revenue. Um, we had just launched annual payments, so that was the first time that RevRec really became um, like a kind of a, a big issue. Uh, well, not an issue, but the fact that there was a little bit more complicated than than like a monthly subscription. Isn't that every finance leader's dream having annual <laughs> revenue? True, it's true. Uh, and so, and I mean, when I came in, uh, it was really similar to I think a lot of people um, in this role. Um, there was an outsourced bookkeeper, um, and they were just like, you know, doing like monthly reconciliations at best. And so when I came in, 
uh, it was just a lot of cleanup for the first six to eight months. Uh, but I think a lot of a lot of the impact is that you're taking um, time that your CEO would have been um, spending, maybe uh, looking at financials and depending on uh, how uh, business savvy um, the the CEO is, um, that could have taken a lot of their time. I mean, I think you're taking a lot of the, their time focus um, away, and so they can be more of that like strategic head. Um, and you're coming in and kind of helping run the business. I, I, I think also, uh, and this is when, when I do talk to some CEOs that don't have a finance leader right now, um, I really do think that if you, you're bringing somebody on, and this is at a stage that you have a business uh, and you are generating uh, revenue, um, and like a little bit established, I would say, is that the, that finance person should be able to come in and, you know, within three months, um, if not have solutions uh, and be able to, like, change the business enough that they're almost paying for their salary just by the changes that they're coming in. Uh, I mentioned Amex. Um, so, you know, right. I could make that change within three weeks. So that kind of helped contribute to the fact that, you know, I, there was this extra headcount. Uh, yeah. But then there was also, you know, like the CEO's time, which is always undervalued, like I changed uh, FX rates. So I got us way better FX rates. And, you know, just within those, those, those like few, like relatively small changes um, within three months, I was almost like a, a revenue neutral position. Um, and so I think that's, I, I always kind of like say that to um, say that to, to, to CEOs is like, you know, you you might be bringing somebody on, um, and it might seem like, oh man, I have to pay so much a month. Like I don't know if we can bring this on, but I mean, uh, I think I think a, a good finance person should have um, the ability to kind of like see opportunities and see kind of like how you can be saving money within that those first kind of like three to six months, um, and so that will help a lot with like. Uh, actually affording to to uh, hire this person that's that's a really interesting way of looking at it so like thinking about the uh, the payback uh, period of of the finance hire and um, yeah with these uh, you know small changes to operation and operations and other things like you mentioned in your example like turning on amex um, you can reduce the, that payback period and the the unit economics. I, I keep adding in these puns here, but uh, it's a you, it pays for itself within a very short period of time. Is I think what you're you're getting at here. Oh yeah, big time. And and I mean, like on top of that, you've probably relieved a whole bunch of stress from the CEO because they don't like usually dealing with all of this finance stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then you've also like gained a strategic partner as well. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's, there's kind of a lot of benefits that whenever I'm talking to, to the CEOs that, um, they're like, Oh, okay. Cause I think a lot of people think it's like a bookkeeper. It's like, right. Why, why do I need a bookkeeper full time? And, yep. uh, I th- think that's definitely not what you're looking for. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's that's uh, great insight. So what I'd like to do now is hop into a quick fire round. And the way this works is I'll ask you a couple of questions and you'll have 10 to 15 seconds to respond to each. How does that sound? Yeah, good. Let's do it. All right. So the first one, what is your online resource for all things startup finance related? Uh, on the finance side, um, I really like 
benchmarks, uh, looking at for our different metrics. I really like the Pacific Crest survey. Actually, InsurePath Capital's SMB index is really, really, oh, there you go. really helpful. On, on the strategy side, um, probably Harvard Business Review is probably my favorite. Awesome. Cool. And what's your favorite uh, productivity hack? Productivity hack. Uh, Evernote? probably is the one is my go-to and that's kind of what I can use on all of my devices. Right. Uh, if it's, if it's really important, um, then I switch back to pen and paper and I think a lot of it's just, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it's just so I can actually like cross something off. Yeah. You know, you got that big, big thing at the end of the day that you want to get done. Uh, right. And so that I could cross that off. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a sense of uh, fulfillment when you yeah. just can cross it off. No, I got you. Um, and, and what's one thing you don't leave the office before finishing? Okay, uh, I like making sure all the lights are off in the office. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of nerdy, but it definitely it saves cash, and we're a startup. <laughs> yeah, and and you're a finance leader, and cash yeah, is king. Exactly. So, and oh, that's cool. I also make sure that the patio door. There's a pat. We have a patio door on the fourth floor of our office, and I always make sure it's closed. Um, one time, a pigeon got in. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and that haunts me. And so every 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 night, I make sure that it's locked and, and no more pigeons can get into the office. Fair enough. Yeah, it, it's the little things, and then <laughs> it's good. It's good that you're 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 taking care of that. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Darren. Uh, really appreciate the time this morning, and uh, it was great uh, chatting with you about Jobber, um, the differences between a large scale organization such as Intuit to a high growth startup like Jobber and what that's been all about, as well as uh, your insights on, you know, working within the SMB space versus uh, dealing with large enterprise level customers. So really appreciate your your thoughts and insights. And uh, thanks again. Thank you.